On the wheels of steel, literally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is after the gig, and wait, we got to do a podcast song. Podcast song. song. I got an idea. All right. When I say Jesse, you say humps. Jesse, humps. Jesse, humps. When I say Johnny, you say boy, Johnny. Boy, Johnny. Boy. <laughs> when I say after, you say the gig. After. The gig. After. The gig. After the gig. Podcast. Ooh. Yeah. That was good, except for my singing. That was pretty good at the end. Um, yeah, so this is after the gig. I apologize for not having a episode ready for you guys, but this is kind of tough uh, to do it from the road, and we've been a little crunched on time. So what is it? Johnny uh, Boy and I are sitting in the cab of the White Whale, driving away from our gig at uh, in Pittsburgh at Club Cafe, and uh, it's around. It's it's midnight. It's twelve oh eight at we, night, and we are literally driving the bus. Yeah. So I apologize for all the uh, the the background. People's lives were putting the, at risk. The noise, yeah, <laughs> and the noise in the background. But uh, here we are. We can't. The show must go on. I feel like it's vibey. It is vibey. I like it up here. Um, but I thought I'd read a couple of the questions that we got um, from the previous. John and Jesse episode So let's start with that Uh, So Katie Musselman Has a question And hold on (laughs) 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 We're going to pause for the uh, The truck GPS directions Um, So a question That Katie has Assuming that once in a while you just aren't feeling it And aren't super excited To hit the stage and would rather just sit around In your comfy pants um, How do you pump yourself up not only to play, but also to interact and be on stage. It's funny, tonight of all nights, that we should get this question. Yeah. Because I did not want to go on stage tonight. I didn't either. I was freezing cold and super duper tired. And it's a Monday night. Yeah. In Pittsburgh. <coughs> and I'm sick. So. It, yeah. Um, I think... It's You don't even think about I mean you go like Oh my god I don't want to do this But there's no way out of it So it's an inevitability It's an inevitability I think that's how you say it yep. um, it's, a, it's inevitable that you have to do it So you don't even let that like How can I get out of this Like that doesn't even mm-hmm. enter the equation And then once well, I mean, you, you can't, start you can't, There's no way you're getting out of it There's no way know. We so. joke about Alright do we're doing the trio tonight? Yeah. John and Jesse are gonna sleep in our bunks. We're gonna sleep it off. Um, we do that a bunch, but like when it comes to, down to it, you know you're getting on stage, and there's every time it gets fun at some point in the show. It does, I think. yeah, I think so. Um, so, well, yeah. Beforehand, I was super sick. <laughs> hey, Carter. Dad, hey, Carter. Um, beforehand, uh, I, 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 I've been getting pretty sick the last couple days. So I actually, this podcast is also a game for me to see how, how long we can do this. Because uh, I took a NyQuil. I took a couple NyQuils. So, yeah. um, so we'll see how long I can last before passing out. Yeah, but I'll give you 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I got pretty sick. And... I was getting the chills and kind of achy, and, and during soundcheck, I, I didn't really 
didn't really feel too great about playing. But then when the people are in the room and you walk downstairs and the the intro music goes on and and you kind of get a little boost of uh, adrenaline and energy and it makes it all all kind of fun and easy. It, it's a lot easier to, to play in front of a, a packed house than, than when you're not feeling good than it is to... Uh, <clears throat> And to blowing play in front of no a one. huge rail of cocaine helps. Yeah. That definitely helps. Um, don't do drugs, kids. Um, do you think that an- do, was that a good answer to the it's question? It's going to have to be good enough, Katie. Sorry. Thanks, Katie, for the question. Um, all right. Uh, another question. Sangita. Sangita wrote in. Let's see. This is the Mount Rushmore <laughs> of Carbon Leaf fans. Yeah, I know. So far. Yeah. Um, oh, but if you have a if you have a question that you want read on the podcast, just email afterthegigpod at gmail.com. <clears throat> Again, we're happy to uh, to answer them. Just keep them keep them reasonable. Um, keep them PG thirteen at least. Um, let's see. You both joined an established band with history and success ahead of you. Tell us about your transition, learning the music, or were you already fans? So, John, I'll let you take this. You were you joined <sighs> earlier than me, so. I, I guess the short version of that is I was not a fan. I didn't know any of the music, and I had a I had a tryout. For the band, I lived in Seattle. I had to try out. I had to learn like 15 songs in two weeks. Um, so I just, I just played the songs constantly every day. Um, and then, and then as far as joining, like when I went and tried out, and they were like, "Cool, you're in." Um, I don't know. It's weird. I fit. I feel like I fit in perfectly like right away like there was not yeah. it wasn't wasn't really transitioning for me because i had this uh i had a good friend marcus eaton who we mentioned um on the last podcast he was like i heard about this trick about trying out for bands is go on to their their social media and look at what they wear and when you go just dress like them and they'll just be like oh man like this guy's just like us you know oh that's an interesting uh yeah, I yeah. didn't I didn't think of that. And I went on and I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff and they were wearing like mm. jeans and flip flops and like t shirts. It's like, <laughs> I was easy, like this easy. is not gonna be hard. I have that in my wardrobe. Yeah. yeah, that's funny because when I when I first started playing with Kellogg, that was that I guess that's something I kinda did subconsciously. Like I you know, it, it's more Americana vibe, so you know, I wore jeans and a pair of boots and like a button down and and that that was kind of the vibe but um yeah that wasn't it wasn't really like that for me uh entering carbon leaf but i had a couple of experiences entering a band that was already well established so um this was kind of no different just learning a ton of songs off the bat and uh kind of getting thrown into the fire but that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Carbon Leaf is a is a here's the <clears throat> ball, run with <clears throat> it or fail. Yeah, kind of band. But to also answer the question, I was not, I was not not a fan, but I I didn't know. I knew of the band just from the circles that I had played in, um, 
but I met met the guys on the rock boat and I jammed with Carter and then the guys were going through a bunch of drummers that year and then I and then Barry asked me to uh, to see if I was available for our kind of like winter holiday tour in 2017 and then I learned all the songs and it was tough because it was a lot it was a lot of music and it wasn't necessarily all the core songs it was a lot of the holiday stuff that we just do around that time of year so it was kind of a gradual learning process for me (coughs) excuse me but I know um, I remember being very nervous for my first show with the band which was uh, I think in Charlottesville. I think it was the, it was the Jefferson Theater in Charlottesville. So that was the a, Jefferson Theater was your first show. Yeah, shit. So it was a pretty it was a pretty big show. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, but it was a pretty it was a pretty big show, and I remember being pretty nervous and uh, <clears throat> and just trying to adapt to the situation. And I kind of, I wasn't like playing like myself and it took me, it took me a few shows to settle down and be like, all right, just do, just do you and play yourself. And and that was fine. I want to look into your eyes as I tell Mm. you this, but I have to keep my eyes on the road. So just pretending I'm gazing Mm. at you. Mm. Um, As far as the transition of you joining the band, for me at least, I was like sold immediately because remember when Mm. you flew in for the very first time and I picked you up at the airport? Yeah, yeah. And immediately we sort of started talking shit. And then you were telling me the story about... uh, My Crohn's? Yeah, about your Crohn's disease. Yeah. (laughs) It just got so graphic right off the bat. And we were just like giggling and like crying laughing. Yeah. And I was like, well... All right. It was a pretty easy transition. What? Why was it was Pers- personal? Personally wise. Yeah. What was there? What was some of the shit you guys talked about me? No, you and me. As soon as we got in the car. No, I know, I know. But when, like, after those rehearsals, after that week, like, was there? What, what were you guys saying behind my back? Oh, we were just like, dude, what a fucking douche. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Um. Another question here is any crazy rituals you need to tell us about, either personal, band rituals, travel tour, must do, etc. I would say pre-show rituals are anti-rituals. Pretty pretty minimal. It's really like I mean it's almost like go out of your way to not do anything. At least for me, it's like I don't want to like get too excited i don't want to get too anxious i literally want to sit on my phone and like play play wordscape or play clash of clans or something like that just so my mind's not on it you know yeah yeah. so when we hit the stage we're super relaxed yep that's my ritual yep i'm kind of the same i i just uh i'll i'll either just watch a tv show or or play clash clans or like um yeah, I, I don't like waiting around. I don't like standing around waiting like the for the show. Because if yeah. you're standing around, you anticipate it, and then you let you overthink shit. Yeah, Carter's. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what is happening <laughs> right now? Uh, Carter's okay. ritual is he puts his Bose headphones on and watches he, skateboard videos, right? And he watches videos on his iPad <clears throat> and plays his mandolin. Yeah, um, which is weird because you can't hear it if you have your noise canceling. And you're listening to skate videos, right? Or B horror movies is the other, 
the other choice. I will say I do have some traveling uh, rituals though, or, or uh, superstitions. Whenever before I get on a flight, I wear. I'm not like a religious guy or anything, but I have a necklace. I'm you know I grew up Catholic, and I have a cross and and my saint name. Um, St. James the Greater, I have a medallion on my necklace, and I, I say a Hail Mary every before I get on a flight, every time. Sure. But that's, I, that's it's more of a, uh, it's more of just like a tick, a ner- I, nervous I, tick. I uh, burn a pentagram into my chest, <laughs> and I kill a goat and drink its blood. <laughs> so, sort yeah. of the same thing. Kind of the same thing. A little different, though. It's, it's funny, on the road, though, I am so... I mean, I am a, a comfort zone um, patterns person to to a fault. So I will, like, on the bus, it's like my food is always very specific. Yep. My my bins with my different clothes, my chill clothes, I have a, a, a Tupperware bin. I have my workout clothes, a Tupperware bin. And I have my gig clothes, a Tupperware bin. And, like, everything is in the same spot. I wake up in the morning. I make my breakfast in pretty much the same way every time. I, yep. uh, I work out, you know. I have very specific times that I take for workouts and stuff like that. So the rest of it is like almost like I probably need to be on medication. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's really like I'm really OCD about it. It's a lot. It's well, a you're lot. Or, you're no, you're just organized. Yeah, it's organized. You keep you you, you keep your stuff and like compartmentalized. Yeah, it makes being on the road way easier. Yeah, you know, it really as far does. as as far as packing, like I got really good. At being able to pack and knowing how much I need. I, I really don't need a lot. So I think two weeks I have my carry-on in my backpack and that's Which is it. crazy to me. Yeah, I, but... I, I wouldn't make it. But we fold... Like, it's all how you fold your clothes and... <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with that stuff. Um, but I, I just... You know, it's just how I do it. Everyone's yeah. different. Um, what else we got here? When you perform, do you have a special pub, uh, quote unquote public personality that differs from your everyday self? Or is your performance just an extension of the real you? Um, well, me, I, you can ask my wife. I'm, I'm annoying to be around when I'm around people just because I try to be the life of the party <laughs> and I try to like. You know, I, I'm just that way. That's what I like. You to, are not I, annoying. I to like be to around. be. I like to be fun. I like to have fun. I, I like it when everybody around is included and having a good time. I don't we like, like to, to have silly goose times. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I think, I think on stage, it's a little bit, a little. Oh, oh, I seventy six west. Okay. Um, I think on stage, I'm more of like, like drier. Like you can see little jokes that that John and I toss back at each other during stage if you, you can catch them quick, but um, but you know you're not like obviously we're the base the we're the rhythm section so we're in the back and it's it's not as obvious but it's it's more subtle. It's the other thing is even when you say something, if it comes from the person that is not. It, that's not Barry, honestly, or even Terry. Terry talks a little bit. Carter talks very little. But, but you talk. You you talk a, a quite a bit. I I only talk like when 
when it's a show that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna talk. I'm I can talk. I mean, I I can I can say things into the microphone and stuff like that. And normally, I mean, I told the entire crowd, uh, I'm from Philly, so fuck you. Yeah. And everybody giggled. Yeah. Um, so so I can I can do banter, but I almost never do. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I. I will every now and then say something, but it's usually not very funny, and no, and no one true. really, no one will hear it. No, stop this! No down talk on yourself. No, 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 but it's, no more. All right. No, I honestly think that that when it comes from where, from places that it's not expected, the crowd just doesn't know what to do. Like That's true. a lot of times, people are just like, ah, uh-huh, you know, like yeah. they don't really know. Yeah. What like to, if what I'm to do if it. I'm playing a, like a solo acoustic thing and I have control of the situation and yeah. and like you know I'm the dude up there then yes yeah, so then it works and 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 it's and it's good but when you're when no one expect I think that's a good point when no one expects it they're like what where that what so, so I think about I think about this a lot like the stage persona thing and and obviously being in the back and like being directly behind. Terry and not being someone who like the focus is on I get on there and I and I just concentrate and it's like a big joke people like John looks like he's pissed off all the time and blah 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 and I'm obviously not like I'm a happy dude and I'm not pissed off all the time but I'm just concentrating and I also don't feel the need to be like super smiley all the time because the focus isn't on me if I was the lead singer or something (laughs) I would probably approach it differently but I'd but I don't. So, the the stage and and who you are on, uh, you know, off stage just hanging out for me is super different. We're gonna die. Um, is is super different. Sorry, I had to I had to merge. Um, yeah, whenever you need to focus, just you know, just feel free to stop talking. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, no, podcast must go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I read this. I like I like comic books and I read this comic book one time and it was a comic book artist who wrote the encyclopedia of comics or something something weird like that and he was talking about comics and one of the things he said why people like comics is because it's a cartoon drawing and he drew a picture of himself but in cartoon form and he said it's basically like I'm giving you this the outline of a person and what people do naturally is they fill themselves into the holes of these comic book characters. And you can do that because it's a comic book and, 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 a, and a cartoon drawing. And he was like, would you honestly have made it this far in this comic book if I looked like this? And he drew like a super realistic version of himself. Yeah. And that was really interesting to me. And I think it's the same thing that happens on stage where... You get up there and you're obviously not going to be yourself because you're you're performing and you're performing songs. So you can't you'll never be able to put your whole self forward no matter how hard you try. And what people will do is they'll take the little bit that you give them of your personality on stage, which is real, but it's also not all that you are. And right. people will take their own personalities and their hopes and dreams of what kind of person they think you are and they will put it right into those gaps and that's why like i've had people tell me what type of person barry privet is and i've had people tell me what type of person carter is and all that good stuff and i'm like i lived 
in the same house as Barry Privet for 10 years. Like, don't tell me <laughs> like, yeah, you don't what know. type of person he is. Yeah. But people will do it because they want, you know, the, the gaps that they fill in, they want Barry Privet to be that person. Right. You know? Right. I mean, well, yeah, it's when you know someone personally, it's so hard to you. I mean, we would have to spend so much time trying to convince people that see, you know, fans and stuff that see us play live, convincing them of, of the people we actually are or people that, you know, they see on stage or who, who that person really is. Like, yeah, it's it's tough to uh you know there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of personal stuff that people don't know like you know you're paying your more how you pay your mortgage and how like all the other gigs that you do and and just all the other stuff that comes with comes with your personality like you know when i play on the road with steven and and it's like people will come to me and and they see the music side to her his personality but i spend time on the road with him and you know you see you see the full the full thing and it's the same thing with you with me with a lot of a lot of other people so yeah and even <clears throat> sarah mahoney last night we, we yeah. played the mountain stage and i was talking to her a bunch and i was being super silly billy with her and she was like i was super scared of you for the last 10 years and yeah. I was like, "What?" Well, that and probably she's not has even, to do. She's not even like, it's not. It's not even like a fan that has been to shows. This is like, you know, someone that is in the band, in Steven's band, essentially. You know. Yeah. But she well, was like, "Yeah, go ahead." I can see she probably like sees your on stage persona. You know, like the guy that looks really intense and and yeah. you know has tattoos and and all that stuff and you know when you're used to one thing and you see that you kind of associate i don't know a scary dude i guess so <laughs> so who knows i mean but, i'm also five seven yeah which but, is not super intimidating i don't know man but anyway next question um what else we got um did rituals we did that one i'm not gonna do music influences uh, you know, yeah, like a, it's a, it's a lot, a lot of different stuff. Anything uh, good? Let's see, personal stuff. Is there anything like really personal? Um, tell us a favorite family memory. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's a little. I don't think anyone needs to know that. Um. Uh, what may what pisses you off? Oh my God, so much stuff. More things than make me happy. Yeah, I, I get know, a lot of I stuff. get mad. I get mad at everything for the most part. Well, I t- I'll tell you one thing that you makes know what really pisses me off is it the guy screaming at us while we're playing that, and also when people just decide to come up and go into the green room. Right after, before we even get, before the show is even over. Yeah. You know? I do. And I'm sorry if any of those people are listening right now, but that is not an okay thing to do. 
Yeah, um, you need you. We need like a couple minutes to decompress. Couple minutes to decompress, and um, and definitely don't go in there while we're still playing. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about something. Are you, are you so talking about in general? Seems like you're just talking generally. No, I mean in gen in in generalities, I I don't think. And remember, I'm on Nyquil right now, so it's okay. But um. But yeah, just just respect I, I respect the space and the fact that that you know we just did something pretty physical and draining and and that we I just don't, you know after a show I'm just want to chill. Yeah, you so need a couple. You need a couple minutes to like gather yourself. Yeah, and even if if you stay after and do the meet and greet with us when we come out, it usually doesn't happen until you know 15 minutes 15 20 minutes after that's because it can't happen until 15 20 minutes after cuz so so the one the one thing that will consistently piss me off to the point where like I want to take I want to dive off the front of the stage and tackle motherfuckers and punch them in their faces is the dude that or or the lady that won't shut up yeah like there was a dude in Nashville, and I don't even care. I hope he's listening. Oh like, yeah, I this wanted, guy. This I, seriously, guy. I wanted to. I wanted to 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 kick his ass. Like he was yelling the entire time. But it wasn't just the yelling. It was the fact that he he was like walking around the entire venue, screaming from different places. Yeah, and like pointing at like the pointing and shit, like. The it's, pointing. It's so fucking disrespectful. And I kept being like, knock it off. And he'd be like, no, 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 okay, okay, yeah, 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 okay. And then he would just like take a couple sets. And he was wearing pink shorts. Like, dude. <laughs> and trust, and don't, don't get us wrong. Like, we totally, res- like, the fact that the fans are there, they pay money, and they pay good money to see no, us. I guarantee that everyone that's listening to this knows that guy who won't shut the fuck up. But that's what and I'm getting at. Hate, and they hate him. That's what I'm getting at. The fact is, we we care about the people that are there. And there's a and there's a thing like, all right, that dude paid money to see us, and there's he likes us. But there's something wrong with the way that he's thinking that he can act in that situation. He's, ru- he's ruining it for, for, for everyone. He's ruining everybody's time. And he um, he started going like he was going. Like, for no reason. And, like, in the breakdown during War is in Color, during the one mic, he would just be like, yeah. I love you, Carbon Leaf! Yeah, like... Car- I love you, Carbon Leaf! And yeah. it's like, just like my ex-girlfriend loved to tell me, you say it too much, it loses its meaning. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> exactly. So, it just, like, he was the he was a, an extreme example of it. But he was the worst but that stuff makes me really mad it's like all right if you want to like yell some stuff and like be a part of the show fine like do it once let barry say ha 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 blah 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 let's have a moment and then then, it's over then let it let it die and it's over don't keep doing it yeah yeah and and there's always a few moments during like one mic when when people will they'll be talking and, and i just don't think that they think that we can hear them yeah, and it's so obvious. It's, it's so, so obvious. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's so obvious. <laughs> but, but we can hear every like a you can hear a pin drop in there. You can hear everything, and 
I can hear the stuff that they're saying. Yeah. They're saying like, "Oh, I love this song," or "Oh, I hope that they play that." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. All right. Oh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. It's like shut, 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 shut your mouth. Booze makes a lot of situational awareness go away. Goes away, and I understand that. That's that's. You just you just have to try a little harder to be aware. Yeah. Um. And there's another. There was a question that I I don't have up on here because it was done on the Podbean app, but. Um, why do you like cold drinks so much? <laughs> I'm only as God made me, sir. Yeah. Well, I'm not asking a question. Um, no, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. What can I tell you? I just enjoy it. Like I, even if it's freezing cold outside, I, I still get iced coffee. I don't know. I'm, I mean, if we're going to start chipping away at why I'm fucked up, Dude, we're going to be here for a long time. And it's like the ice drinks is like the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more stuff. Did you ever drink any warm, like warm beverages? I mean, it's been, I used to drink hot tea. Like I still like a, like a, like a nice cup of hot tea. Yeah. But I mean, I just, it's been years. Like I, 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 I don't even do that anymore. Yeah. And I'm, I'm such a weirdo that it's like. I like specific types of ice way more than I like other types of ice and specific amounts. And like, I'll put the straw, uh, we're getting deep here. I will take the straw and I will put it in a specific part of the ice. Like I'll, I'll pull the straw out. So it's in like the middle of the ice. And I will literally like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding you. I will enjoy that sip way more than I will enjoy it from the bottom of the cup. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I like, I, I just am I'm, I'm that way. And the older I get, the more I get, like, the grooves are, like, well-worn in there. And I just get yeah. in, in, get into my my thing. Does oh, this smell like weed right now? Yeah. Okay. It does. Um, I mean, there is... There, it's such a good feeling when you're having when you're having something cold, like really cold, and just that like quenching of the thirst in the back of your throat. So true. Like that cold, like I don't know if you know what I mean, but um, or I, I know you know what I mean, but I don't know if anyone else knows what I mean. <laughs> but you just get that like I don't know. It's like if you have a tick, and you just have to like scratch an itch yeah it just really scratches an itch i cut so uh i have one my my best friend in the entire world his name is hunter and oh okay he is you're my best friend in the entire world too (laughs) i've known hunter for my entire life i i've i mean we were friends since we were babies so i've known him for forever and he works with like Severe. He's a physical therapist, and he works with like severely special needs kids, and um, he's 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 a great dude. Um, and I cut the tags out of all of my clothes because I literally can't have like a tag in a a shirt scratching me. Yeah, it drives me bananas. Yeah, that's, um, that's normal. And I so I cut the tags off of everything I have. Like you can go through my entire all of my clothes, which is a lot, and there will not be one tag on the inside of any of them. Well, I feel like that also makes makes the clothes yours, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, my buddy Hunter, he's like, "Dude, you're just like all of you're you're very much like all of my severely autistic kids." 
<laughs> he's like, you have so many overlaps. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm on the spectrum somewhere. I guess I don't know. I hope that's not offensive, but I don't think I that I actually am. But I definitely have those tendencies where it's just like I feel like everyone has their stuff. Like they're the, either their pet peeves or yeah, or like little things that make make them them. Yeah. Because I I also cut the tags out. I used to man when I played baseball, I was so superstitious. I would do some weird shit. <laughs> like whenever I would go out to first base to play, you know, play my position, people would usually like jump over the line. Yeah. And I would always put a, a mark in the line before every game, like in the same spot. And I don't know, it was just something that I always did. And, and I always had to, when I went up to bat, I always swung the bat around three times. Like it was just, it's yeah. just a little thing to get yourself in a comfortable place where you think you're you're gonna give your give yourself the best chance to to do whatever you got to do. Yeah. The older I get, the more I understand it. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. I think I think we might be out of questions. Oh man. Well, I could tell the when my bunk tried to kill me story, and That's then we right. could wrap we it up. We were supposed to do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, well, let's do that, and then we'll end it. Yes, because we'll be at. Uh, we should be at bunk sleepy time. Yeah, and I and you know if people haven't tuned out yet because <laughs> of all the fucking background noise, <laughs> um, then then God bless you. Yeah, because we really appreciate you listening to us. I think, spiel. I think it's going to be vibey. Yeah. Um, so okay. when the bunk the bunk so this, tried to kill this happened John. on our fall tour on like day three. Um, and then the bus broke down on day five or four or something like that. And it was... It was miserable. And it was just like everything happened this last fall tour. I, so it's just like this this whole thing just got buried under a pile of just other sh- shit yeah. happening. Any other nonstop. tour, this would have been the highlight. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been like, oh, I remember that. But it's just like we forgot about it immediately. So... I was um, in my bunk sleeping. I had driven overnight the night before, so I was really tired. Crawled into my bunk. Um, someone took over. And so how the bus works is we stop at um, Flying J's or Pilots or Loves or something like that. and hopefully Truck stops. Yeah, truck stops. And hopefully there's an RV lane <laughs> where you can, you can get um, diesel on both sides. Um, and then we have tanks that hold, there's two tanks. There's black water and there's gray water. Gray water is your sink where you clean all of your dishes and like you take you, your showers. When you take showers, all the, all the, the, the water that gets drained in sinks and showers and shit. Yes. All that stuff. And the black water tank is the toilet. That's so, a pee-pee and, and poopy. Well, there's no poopy. No poopy. So there's no pooping on on tour buses j- as a general rule. Right. But there is a lot of pee-pee. There's seven people's worth of pee-pee. Um, so we dump the black water. We dump the gray water. And underneath my bunk is a huge um, sort of hard plastic... Uh, container, huge square the size of my entire bunk um, that holds all the fresh water. And that's basically how it works. So what we do is we fill up water, we dump the gray and black water, fill up gas, and we're ready to go. So we're doing our normal stop, and I am totally asleep. Now, the, the fresh water going in 
has an overflow. So you know that we're filled up with water in the holding tank underneath my bunk because there's a little hole next to where you actually put the water in and it starts spurting out like right. a fountain. Yeah. And that's how you know, okay, we're filled. We're done. So we st- I'm sleeping and I, fi- and I feel my back against the wall of my bunk. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, that's crazy. We must be parked leaning to the left on a hill or on a hill because that's what happens and so i'm sleeping and i i don't hear the engine running but i'm like oh we must be parked on a hill and i crash and i wake up seconds later and i'm like oh my god like we are on a seriously steep hill and i started to get in my sleepy brain i started to get like oh my god like we imagine star wars trash compactor well at first i'm just like oh we're just on a hill and this hill is incredibly steep and we're going to tip over. So I get like really panicked like oh shit, we're going to tip over. And I open my eyes and all I see normally there's an entire open area for me to crawl in and out of. Yeah, like 2 2 feet of, yeah. of space. There is like 6 inches of space. Yeah. So my bunk, my mattress has completely pushed me up against the top of my bunk. The water tank is com- has completely inflated. Yeah. R- risen John up. And I'm getting squished like the Star Wars trash compactor. Yes. And I'm like, oh my god. And I dive head first out of my bunk like right before there's almost no room for me to escape. And I dive out and I am butt naked. And I'm like, and I look, and that's when I see what's what's happening. I see that the the water is is over is overfilling. So can I pause? Tank. Can I pause you and go from my perspective yes. for a second? Yes. Okay. So I was in the truck stop. I was in the Loves or or whatever wherever we were, and it was a really nice day. I remember it being really nice. Super out. nice. Very sunny. But I was you know shopping around looking for a snack or something to drink or whatever. So I pay for my shit. I walk out the door, and all I can see is John just out the window of, of the whale, totally naked, screaming, Dog! 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 Just screaming for someone, and then water is shooting out of the side of the whale, and no one's around, so I, like, run towards the thing, and by then, Terry had disconnected it or whatever, but... That I just, so, I'll never forget. So what transpired of you screaming out the window? So, so what funny. transpired during that time was me standing up in the in the like little hallway of the bunks, and I see that this water tank is about to. I mean, it's about to explode, and yeah. that that would have been serious trouble. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god! And what basically happened was the water pressure was was way higher than than the overflow so the tank just started expanding which i had never and this is like hard plastic i'd never seen it expand before and i'm like oh my god so i start yelling i'm like terry terry wake up wake up and terry uh, always has his boxers on 
And I was like, Terry, you need to get outside and disconnect the hose. You have boxers on. Go. And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, get outside and unplug it. <laughs> and so I am in, uh, butt naked and I run to the front and I am halfway out with my on the inside of the RV with my butt. And let's be honest, my balls just like up in the air. Yep. And my front half is naked hanging halfway out of the RV window and I am just screaming for anybody and the RV lanes are right next to where normal people yep. get their gas and everybody's staring at this like ha- naked dude halfway out just screaming yeah. like dog 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 <laughs> and nobody is around like Doug is inside and Terry runs outside in his boxers and uh, and unplugs the uh, the water. And then that's when Jesse comes yeah. out. And I came out. I was in the parking lot looking back, looking at you, screaming. And <laughs> looking at Terry in his looking boxers. Looking at Terry in his boxers, <laughs> running around the thing. <laughs> and then looking at all the people in the parking lot being like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, man. It was pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable. Ah. Uh. Good times. Good times. Yeah, that Good was times. pretty. That was pretty great. Um, so I think we're gonna wrap this up. Um, let's see. I'll go through a couple of dates with you. So right now we're on our way to Detroit. Um, Tuesday the sixteenth, uh, playing Detroit, Michigan, which is exciting. Seventeenth, we're in Bloomington, Indianapolis on the eighteenth, Chicago on the nineteenth, which is a Friday, which is sold out. So if you haven't got tickets, wah wah wah. Uh, Kent, Ohio on the 20th of April, which is a Saturday, and then we take a little break for Easter, and then we come back to Sellersville on the 24th, Boston 25th, Rochester 26th, Buffalo 27th, and Pauling, New York on the 28th. So we will be in all those cities playing and rocking out. Um, What else? What else? What else? Uh, yeah, go get a uh, ticket, carbonleaf.com. Uh, check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts and all that stuff while you're already listening to it. So and you don't s- have to check it out. Send Jesse more questions. Send send in more questions for, for me, for John, for anybody. It can be for anybody. Uh, and, anybody to- and anybody wondering, my favorite cookie is a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie. You know. Yes. Just in case you feel inspired. Is that the one from from uh, Whole Foods? No, I like when What's people. That I like when people make it. That's the most it. amazing cookie on the. Oh face my of god, the Heath, the Heath, the chocolate chip uh, toffee cookie. Oh. That cookie is the best cookie ever. That's the from best Whole cookie. Foods. That's the best cookie. I it's told incredible. the lady at Whole Foods. I said, "This is my favorite cookie ever," and she said, "Thank you." And I said, "So." Bless you in the work that you're doing. <laughs> and she's like, okay. She's like, have a good day, sir. Uh, get away from me. And then she talked about it all that night to all, <laughs> of, her, all of her friends. She told all of her friends. <laughs> um, also, I'm looking for a new shoe to play drums in. So I'm a size 11 and a half. I really like the Onis- <laughs> Onisuka Tigers, the slip-ons. I want a pair of those. So if anyone's looking for something to get me, um, those are those are that's what I want. Um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, I saw I start all the shows. I start my new tattoo soon, Jesse. Yes, John is getting a new tattoo soon, and we should take pictures and I'll put it up on the yeah 
on Instagram and stuff. So it's I'm getting it from Loose Screw Tattoo in Richmond from Jesse Smith, who's been on Ink Master twice. Yeah. Um, he said it's going to be a 40-hour sleeve that he's going to do. I don't know how you're going to do that. I'm so excited. It's crazy. That's exciting. That's going to so be awesome. Excited. When do you start that? May 11th. May 11th. Right when we get home from tour. Awesome. Um, yeah, so send in your questions to afterthegigpod at gmail.com. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to put some music in to this, if there's time I remaining. I don't think you need it after if, that intro song. If there's time remaining after this, then that's what's happening. Music is happening. But, um, but thank you for listening, and we'll be back to your regular scheduled programming uh, next week. And hope to see you at some of the shows. Booyakasha! All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, John. Well, I'm going to marry Mary from a Mary taking care of me. Well, I'll be feeling Mary when I marry Mary Mary.